Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. It's nearly game day, so let's check around the league and see what's going on. So it's uh, SWC Premiership today, and we're talking with Jeff Bond of the Aylesbury Vale Spartans. Last season, uh, Cardiff with a decent record of 13-2, and two. then the Titans 7-8, and eight. you guys 7-8, and eight. the Northlands Phantoms 4-9, and nine. and then the Birmingham Lions 3-11, and 11. the Coventry Cougars 1-12, and 12, both relegated. How did the season go for you guys and everyone else? The season for us, we, we started on the back foot, so we actually climbed up the table as the season went on. We, we opened up with 1-2, and two, losing against Cardiff and Phantoms um, first two games, and then beat the... Uh, Birmingham Lions um, to get that one and two for the first day. And then, yeah, as the season went on, um, especially the back end of the season, I think we only lost a, a one, maybe two games. Yeah, two games, sorry, in the back end of the season. So, yeah, yeah season of two halves as such. Uh, some tough, close losses. And finishing with the same score result as as the Titans, we, we lost out on that for the playoffs because of uh, losing one divisional game. Um, less or one divisional game more lost than, than the Titans had. Yeah, it was a good season and the Premiership did exactly as advertised. It just created really high calibre level uh, games uh, every every single game day. So it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was a shame to see the Lions and the Cougars dropping out. The The Birmingham Lions have uh, have folded. Some great results they've had in the past um, and, and great players. Uh, Spartans have been very lucky, and we've we've obtained um, Paul Zinkus, uh, one of their sort of top defensive players. Uh, so he's actually playing for us this year. He's also on the GB setup as well, so gives him a home. Uh, luckily, his parents live just down the road from from where we train, so uh, keeps him in the loop and keeps us fresh. So that's all good. And then the Cougar guys uh, uh, and girls as well. I mean, but yeah, the Cougars are a really good team, uh, really talented. Uh, players um, so it's a shame to see them go down but I have no doubt they'll be back up got to meet a few of them a bit, bit more detail than, than I have in the past at the SWC Dragons so it's good to train with them and see them yeah like I say they're, they're talented they'll be fine and they'll find their way back up to the Premiership very soon. Looking at next season, uh, the flag football world guys have been out and they predicted Cardiff Hurricanes to go 12-2 and two and top the group and you in second 9-5. and five. Do you see yeah. that happen? I see what I can do to make sure that that doesn't happen. But yeah, predictions are someone's thoughts. Uh, probably not a bad set of predictions, probably a clever set of predictions. But yeah, we're going out there to, to, to try and win. So... Hurricanes are a top class team. They will be extremely hard to beat, but that's what it's about. It's, uh, yeah, creating those platforms. They've actually put the newly promoted Bedford Blackhawks at a 1 and 14 record this season. Do you think it's obviously you guys have just been frozen as well? Do you think there's that much of a jump between Division One and the Premiership? I, I don't think that's a fair reflection to the talent of that team. Played them a few years back, a couple of years, seasons ago. But um, they've grown a lot more as a team. So we haven't really played them in the last 18 to 24 months, probably. Probably close to 24 months, to be fair. But, but, but seeing them, you know, from the sidelines at different tournaments, everything else. I mean, again, if they're in the premiership, they're there, you know, they're there for a reason. So I think it's a bit of a harsh prediction. I think they'll be a much tougher team to beat than, than that record says on paper. But, 
most of the predictions uh, often come off of what you've proved in the past. I think that's how um, most predictions are. So they're more a result of people's legacy or results previous. So we'll see, but I, I think they're better than that, but I don't, I have no idea. We'll find out at the end of the season, but I, um, I would say, yeah, treat them with more respect than thinking they'll be a, yeah, one win team. And obviously, the the SWC Premiership has lost a team with the Merthyr Tidville Trojans. Do you see them coming back? Yeah, um, don't know in detail, um, but sadly, they have folded for this season. Um, I believe a few players have moved across to the Gwent Gators, so I don't know what the situation is with the exact team. But for this season, that I mean, they folded, so I believe that cause rele- relegation or something so I don't know exactly the details but no I don't at this moment I don't see that happening I don't see them returning they with, want- with your dislike of predictions I'm going to ask you to predict two games now okay first one Bedford Blackhawks against the Cardiff Hurricanes obviously it's going to be a if predicted right a first first last place game yeah strongest predicted team in the SWC um Against the guys they don't think well that, that, that will prop up. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean Cardiff Hurricanes. You asked me to predict, I'd say they'd win that. That's that's the team to beat. They're proven quality, um, and they are just full with with great players. Um, like I say, Blackhawks will bring a big game to them. Um, but yeah, if you're asking me to predict, that's Hurricanes game. And then the other one, the Battle of Northampton. It's Titans versus Phantoms. How do you see this one going? Whoa. Again, two great teams. Um, yeah, so the Titans are a very different um, roster than last year. Insofar as you know, there's lots of new guys in there. A couple of their big names have, have moved across to the, the Gunslingers this year. But again, from what I've seen of them, a um, lot of young, really talented guys on there. They've got about eight Tibbles brothers on there. Well, there's at least three on there. Um, so, yeah, uh, they're going to be a very strong team. Um, to, to contend with this year. Phantoms, again, highly rate them. Uh, they've got an awesome wide receiver, uh, Stuart Terry. Uh, rate the quarterback, he's awesome. Uh, rate the whole team. They're, they're just a very clever, well-drilled team. So that'll be a good game. Um, you're asking me to predict it. I'm going to go yeah. slightly against the grain and say the Titans, I think because the Phantoms have been predicted to be above the Titans. Um, I would say the Titans are going to win that. Uh, but I think that will be a very, very close game uh, or a tight game. But, but again, yeah, we'll see. But that's, yeah, that'll be my prediction. I mean, Flag Football World have said that Titans will go 5 and 9, the Phantoms will go 3 and 11. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, I agree with that. Um, that's probably a past pedigree uh, or, or, yeah, that's, mm, yeah. I feel a bit harsh towards the Phantoms because, like I say, I rate them, and they're ultimately the guys who kept us out of the playoffs last year. So um, we'll see. But yeah, ask me to sort of predict. Yeah, I'm going to say Titans. All right, Jeff. I look forward to speaking to you after the week one's finished. Thanks very much. We'll see how those predictions worked out. Hi. My name is Dale Davis, and welcome to the preview of the BAPA National Flag League Southwest Conference League 1A. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? We will start this preview by taking a quick look at how the competing teams finished last year, the new additions to the SWC 1A, and which teams to watch out for this year, plus with a quick look at some tasty game day one matchups for you. 
Of the teams in the league, this year's notable absentees being Tidville Trojans, who were promoted, and the Cannon Valley Celts, who were undergoing a restructure and overhaul. The remaining teams are the Exeter Falcons, Plymouth Wolverines, formerly Buccaneers, Swindon Storm and the Swansea Hammerheads, who all competed in the league last year with some mixed results. Swindon managed only one win last year and also had a number of game day forfeits, which did not help them and finished 1-9 on the season with a minus 143 points difference. Swansea started last season with an impressive win over the fancied Exeter Falcons, but only managed another win the rest of the way against fellow strugglers Swindon ending up 2-8 with a minus 190 points difference. Plymouth, undergoing a name change for this season, becoming the Wolverines, went 4-5-1 on the year, with a plus 73 points difference. Exeter dropped their opening game of the campaign, but only lost another two of the rest of the season, posting a 7-3 record with a plus 5 points difference, narrowly missing out in the promotional playoffs. The new teams in the SWC1A this year are the Western Supers and the Gwent Gators. Both teams have played plenty of friendlies leading up to this season and have posted some good results along the way. As for predictions for the season, Exeter Falcons have to be seen as the favourites for the league. Given their experience, their performance last season, and they have some strength in depth too. If a team can finish above the Falcons, it's a fair bet they'll have won the league. The Wolverines can be a strange team in the nicest possible sense. They can post some impressive play and then drop games to teams that they should be beating. Another experienced team they will hope to be challenging for the top of the table. Swindon Storm have to be aiming for more than one win this season and zero forfeits. It may sound harsh, but an improvement on last season should be seen as a positive, and there's some talent in that squad. Swansea, similar to Swindon, should be aiming to improve on last season's debut. A consistent squad is always the biggest battle with Swansea, but with some recruitment and a more settled squad, they'll be hoping to make a dent on the league this coming season. The Western Supers and Gwent Gators, both only formed in June and May of 18, respectively, and whilst the Gators performed well in the Southwest series, until the season starts, it's a bit of an unknown what to expect from both of them. Although I'm sure both squads will be aiming to ruffle some feathers in, of the more established teams. On the game day one, which is at Exeter, uh, the choice matchups of the day, they have to be, I think. Uh, the Battle of Devon, which sees the Exeter Falcons facing off against the Plymouth Wolverines. Last season's wooden spoon battle as Swindon Storm faced Swansea Hammerheads. The newbies face off in league play as the Gwent Gators take on the Western Supers. And lastly, Welsh pride is at stake as the Swansea Hammerheads face the Gwent Gators. That's it for the preview of the SWC1A. I hope you enjoy it and we look forward to seeing you in the rest of the season. Welcome to the first and 15 podcast. This is your South East B Baffer Division edition. Uh, I'm Jordan Mele and I'll be running you through the week one preview. And I'd also like to put together a little little power rankings of the division uh, heading into week one. So uh, the teams in the South East B then. So we've got the Leighton Steam newly formed rookie team who are making uh, making some waves uh, we've got the London Flash who are a product of the London Smoke uh, who obviously as everyone knows are the dominant team from last year and also uh, you know Baffa pre-season tournament winners amongst other accolades um, they are not to be messed with so you know the London Flash are you know then there's going to be some talent on that team um, we haven't heard too much about them in the pre-season apart from the Baffa pre-season tournament uh, we've got the Werewolves uh, sort of veteran team 
from uh, from where, obviously. Uh, we've got the London Lucky R's who had an unfortunate rookie campaign last year. Uh, we're only able to pick up one win. Uh, they'll be hoping to bounce back this season. And we've got the Outlaw Flag Gunslingers who are a very long name. Uh, they've been made to, uh, to put together. So they're the South Midlands Outlaw Flag Gunslingers. And that's right, you heard South Midlands South Midlands, why are they playing in the London division? Well, your guess is as good as mine. So, moving on then to the week one slate. And to be honest with you, there's, I, I don't think there's going to be many surprises. Um, we've got some, some games that uh, I think, you know, anyone who doesn't even remotely know too much detail about the flag world can, can probably uh, muster up. The, the main game for me, the sort of game of the week, is it, it's got to be the London Flash versus Leighton Steam. Um, it's an early battle of two teams who will be challenging for the uh, for the division title. Uh, I think Leighton Steam coming into this one off a good preseason. Uh, they're a physical team, and they, you know, they let you know it with some with some really really good athletes on both sides of the ball. Um, they will be a tough matchup for London Flash, but like I said, London Flash have got you know the backing of London Smoke, so uh, some of the fringe players for the Smoke may be uh, represented for the Flash. Um, they had a good pre-season tournament uh, up in Northampton. Uh, Gain a victory over Warrington Revolution, which is you know which is massive um, for them going into the season. And uh, I, I think you know they this is going to be probably the only decent matchup of the week. Apologies to the other teams, but this will be uh, you know this will be the one that sets the tone for the rest of the season. Um, Elsewhere on the uh, on the slate, we've got where play where have got uh, Leighton Steam and the Outlaw Flag Gunslingers. Uh, so that is um, that's that's going to be a tough slate of games for them. Uh, certainly, they played the Gunslingers earlier in the preseason and um, took a hefty defeat. Uh, so you know they'll they'll hopefully pick up some things to work on uh, to try and to try and reduce that deficit and try and get a win themselves. Uh, the London Flash also play the London Lucky R's, um, and they so that's their two games for the week. Um, Leighton Steam have got the joy of playing three games back to back, which is which is a difficult task for anyone, especially to start the season. Uh, but they play the Lucky R's, Ware, and London Flash, so you know they they should have two, you know, f- fairly easy routes in the in the first and last games with the with the difficult game in the middle. Um, and then the Outlaw Flag Gunslingers obviously play Ware, as previously mentioned, and the Lucky R's. Um, so they'll be hoping to take away two victories, but uh, nothing's guaranteed until you step on the field. And you know, I think uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a good week. Where are hosting, so um, you know, some short travel um, for some people. 
So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an exciting week one. Um, I think in terms of power rankings heading into week one, um, I think we go we've got to go late and steam to start with. Um, they've had a fantastic preseason, uh, a semi-final appearance in the Buzzard Bowl. Um, very well hosted tournament by themselves, and uh, you know they they picked up some some really you know really good victories in that tournament, uh, beating Aylesbury uh, Premiership side, and and then eventually losing a close one to them uh, in in you know difficult conditions. And you know it, you know who's to say that they would have picked up another victory on on Aylesbury had the conditions been better. So. You know, they're, they're, and they also just played uh, GB women's team and picked up two victories there. So they're going into the season with a lot of confidence. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't blame them. They, you know, they can easily take charge of this division uh, on opening week with three victories. And I, and I think they've got three victories in them, to be honest. Um, second on the power rankings then, it's got to be London Flash. Um, Sort of an, uh, a nearly 500 record in the preseason tournament. Like I said, pick, picked up a victory against Warrington, um, and they also had some close matchups um, with some of the other sides in their in their group uh, in that tournament. I, I think the talent on their on their squad is going to be is high, uh, as we always see from London teams. Uh, they they managed to recruit like like no other team. Um, in third. Got to take the Outlaw Flag Gunslingers. Um, they've had a mixed, mixed preseason: uh, six wins, eight losses, and two ties. So you know it's not, not the best winning percentage. Um, I think they've they've settled down now in terms of their roster. There was a few, uh, you know, few sort of bit of turnover in the playing playing team, um, and I think um, I think they'll come out the back backside okay, but. Uh, for pre-season, I think you know they've, they've got to sit sit in third for me. Um, next up, where I, I think mainly because don't know a huge amount about the last two teams' pre-season campaigns. Um, the lucky hours are quite quiet on social media, uh, but where just purely off the back of you know they had a success, uh, a fairly successful season last year, going 500. Um, and they also, you know, they were quite far ahead of the lucky hours last season. So I think they, I think they'll take take this battle between them. But it's a tough division for where and the lucky hours. Um, so yeah, so it's got it's got to be where in fourth in the power rankings. Uh, they had some, you know, they had some really tough slate of games against the Gunslingers, the Blackhawks uh, from Bedford. And also Victoria Park Panthers as well, in the, also in the Prem. So you know, but I think um, you know, I think they can pick up a few victories in this division. Um, and then the Lucky R's, obviously, like I mentioned, a tough, tough season last year with one win, um, two ties, and nine losses. Um, fairly quiet on social media, so you know, we don't know how how well their pre-season campaign's gone, but. You can't count out London teams. Um, like I said, their 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 ability to recruit is is second to none. 
you know that you know you can pick off uh, you can always pick up an athlete in London better than you can with the smaller towns um, so yeah so I, but I think I think for pre-season until we've seen some fo- more football from them I think they sit in fifth um, it's, like I say it's going to be an interesting um, interesting week one uh, we'll see some we'll see some shifts in power um, I'm, I'm excited to see future match matchups with London Flash and the Gunslingers and also Steam and the Gunslingers as well because um, that's where you know we'll we'll get a feel of who's going to take this division. Um, that's it for me uh, for the South East B edition of the First and 15 podcast. Uh, check back after week one where we'll have a week one review and also a week two preview. Um, yeah, so yeah, hope you, uh, hope, you li- hope you like it and um, you know, like the first and 15 page on Facebook. Um, see you soon. So we'll be looking at the Southeast A week one here with Steve Podmore this time. Let's look at last season. Uh, Coventry Cougars relegated from the Premiership with a 1-12 and 2 record. And then you had the Titans White winning our division last season, 11 and 1 automatic promotion. Bedford Blackhawks, 9 and 3, playoff promotion. And then there's the guys that are left, which would be the Cough Panthers, the Leicester Huntsman, the North Hans Titans Black team, the Rugby Raccoons, and the Coventry Cougars Ladies. So let's talk about last season. Uh, how did you find this one? Yeah, well, obviously playing for Raccoons last year, it was a little bit of a bedding ourselves in, um, finding our feet. And just starting to, to learn how to, to hang in games and then go on to win them. And we feel this year we've added a couple of players and uh, it should help us push on now. And I say we, we were caught up in several close games and we could have could have pulled out a couple more wins. And I think this year we, we are going to push on and make quite a big uh, impact in, in the division. Clearly Coventry Cougars coming down and I listened to Ben talking with you not that long ago and... Um, I know they're going all out to win the division and I, I think that's uh, they're rightly the, the favourites to win a lot of games this year and, and probably go straight back up again. Um, but I'd like to think that we can we can push them close and, and win quite a few games and, and make it a little bit closer than people may be predicting. Moving on to next season, Coventry Cougars, as you said, favourites for promotion, 14-1 and one according to Flag Football World. Who do you see that one loss coming against? Oh, it's got to be against the Cougar ladies, doesn't it? It's just got to be. You know Ben's worried about it more than probably anyone else is. I, I think 14-1 is a little bit generous. They're, they're a brilliant team. They've got so much pace and so much youth. But I think... There's a couple of teams out there that could shock. We're, we're one of them, certainly. Um, we've got a lot of experience. We've got uh, Tendai Chiesa coming back, hopefully, who's probably one of the best corners, certainly the, one of the top female corners in the game. So that's going to lock down a side for us when she's playing. But also, sometimes with Coventry, they're so young, they, they run you around the field ragged. They come up against a very well-organised or a strong defensive team. It might it might turn out a little bit closer than they, they hope. But yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me that the, the ladies give them a run. I know I know they've been in a couple of close games with, with, the, with the lads, and I think Ben alluded, alluded to it in the last um, interview. But yeah, yeah, you know, I think they'll win the division. Um, but I think fourteen and one's probably a little bit rich for them. More, more like probably twelve and three, something like that. We'll drop down to the uh, the bottom of the division <clears> now. The big shock, especially in my mind, 
Last season, Coventry Panthers eight and four, just missing out on the uh, the playoffs. This season, predicted to go one thirteen and one. I mean, I know they may have lost a quarterback in Nelms if he's if he's with work issues. They've lost Pat Lane to the Gunslingers, but do you really see them finishing that low? No, no, not a, not at all. Um, obviously, played for them a couple of years ago. Um, great bunch of lads, great bit of talent there within the team. I think addition by subtraction to a certain level because they, they've merged back from being black and, and yellow that the yellow team that struggled a lot last year will will gain immensely by having a few of the, the black players coming back in. I know Tom's one of the best coaches I've come up against in Opal when we were with the Wolverines uh, and I know and I'm sure Tom will actually have them coached well and ready to play and I think on defence seeing Tyler take over the play calling duties and, and running that D's. Again, he's a very, very good player. And I, I genuinely think they're going to win a few more games. I know they say they're in transition a bit as well. And, and I, I totally understand that. But I, I think 113-1 is very, very much uh, below what they'll actually achieve. I, I would think that, that they've got to be looking at four or five wins. So we'll move one step up. The Cov Cougars ladies, 2-13. and 13. A, a team that, in my mind, a lot of newer teams especially <laughs> will underestimate them. Yeah, and then they they will struggle. I mean, to be honest, I think we've done it a few times going into the half, and we we've been very relaxed about the game, and it's been very close at the half, and we've had to really step up our game and try and drive home the win. Do you think that's where a lot of other teams will struggle? Yeah, I, I think sometimes people do. I think I think often it's it's not so much about the actual play; um, it's just the size. You know, clearly. There's always going to be, or generally, you're going to be a size difference between some, most of the girls and, and mo- many of the, the men in most mainly male-oriented teams. I mean, clearly the raccoons are all midgets, so there's, there's a little bit there where the size doesn't matter. But I think often that that's quite often where the difference comes, because play-calling-wise and, and ability and, and skill level of, of the cougar ladies is, is, is just fantastic. And obviously, we see them just destroy everybody in Opal every year, and... and uh, you know, they get better every year, they get stronger every year, pulled out a couple of wins over the last couple of years. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them certainly win four or five games, potentially. As you say, it's, sometimes it's on people without realising it, underestimate them. But as soon as you see a couple of plays and you see Millie or Kelly going going like they do, um, or Grace coming out, then I think uh, I think you, you stop resting on your laurels and you really do raise, you have to, because you, you won't beat them without... Uh, Trying hard. Move up again. Lincoln Longhorns, the new <coughs> boys in the league. Uh, they've been predicted six, eight, and one. Not bad for a, a first season. They've had a few games against the Roosters. I think they'd won one, lost one. They played the Huntsman as well. So they, they've had a, a taste of our division. But there's not much that people can really say about them because, we, as as I say, we haven't played them ourselves. No, you, you're right. I I don't know much about them. We we know a, a long term adversary for my better term in Sir Phil has, has gone there and I don't for one minute think he, he would be there if he didn't think that they were they were poised to make a bit of an impact on the league so I'm sure they'll be be ready to go and set up certainly as you say they came, seem to have split most of the couple of games we know they've played with played two teams a couple of times they seem to have split those I mean we'd have took six eight and one last year if someone had, had offered us that so it wouldn't be a surprise to see them maybe nearer what we were last year in three and nine four and eight uh, four and ten something like that 
somewhere around that anyway. So maybe a couple of games less off that. And obviously the tie. <laughs> I don't know how you predict the tie very easily, but there you go. So I, I think maybe a couple of games less than, than than actually predicted, personally anyway. I mean, that's probably one of the teams that will, through just lack of seeing them, the Kof the Cougars ladies, the Longhorns, I, I feel may struggle against them because like, like we said before, it's the underestimation. underestimation. That'll be their, their main downfall in that one. Um, well, apparently their draw, going, going by this, will be the, the Coventry Panthers. So that should be a good game. I'm not too sure if that's on the first day of the season or not. But then we move up again. We've got the Leicester Huntsman, 7-8. and eight. Uh, Last season, 5-7, and seven, so a better season for them. They've lost Neil at the helm. Yeah. They, they seem to be doing all right. Yeah, um, they're a good team. They've got a lot of experience there underneath it. Um, I mean, Neil's not leaving. Um, he's going, just moving to the coaching side. So they've still got all the experience. And again, we've seen ourselves um, with the Wolverines, with the, the difference he's made to, to um, Nottingham's uh, uni women's team, uh, just having him there. So I'm, I'm sure the coaching side and the play calling is going to be pretty strong. Um, be honest, don't know who's going to play quarterback for him. And I'm, I apologise uh, for that. I just don't know. Um, and then you've still got people like Vinny on, on the defensive side of the ball. He's, he's a great, great corner. Um, he's always one of these guys you think you've got beat and then you turn around and he's right with you and uh, making plays all over the field. So, you know, and I know last year when we played them, we, we beat them once and we lost to them once in, in very tight, uh, well-fought games. Um, uh, I doubt they're going to drop drop away at all. So there'll be, be a real force in there, I'm sure. And they'll be challenging quite often, I'm sure. Now for the more difficult one. The Raccoons, 10 and 5, 3 and 9 last season. Obviously, they're our first ever season. Now they've been predicted second in the division, 10 and 5. Do you think we'll be able to do it? Yeah, I think I think 10 and 5 is fairly close. I mean, basically, I think the way I've been talking, I think I'm giving everyone 7, 7 and 1, aren't I, really? And so, but no, I, I think we've, we said, I said earlier, I think as a team, obviously, I know my team a little bit better than everybody else. You know, we're set. We, we've got the core players there. Um, Luke Gambrell's second year now off off his ACL, so he's another step up, and we see that in training. Um, and and everybody who's ever played played Luke knows he's impossible sometimes. And and we pay players like Shea returning again, and he'll figures to be there more than he was last year. We lost him for several games. I think that will help us quite a bit. As I say, Tendai Chiesa may well be um, starring for us at corner at some point during the year, which again gives us a real boost. Um, but you know, just generally, we're we're very similar team to last year, and the couple of additions we did make late in the year um, performed brilliantly in o- Outlaw um, OFL, and uh, I, I just think that should drive us on. And again, clearly, you know, Marcus at quarterback, another year behind him with the play calling, um, and and again, I, I always come back to the Wolverines, but the Wolverines have done very well recently under under his tutelage or your tutelage, um, and also just that developing a, a good playbook that goes into the kind of strengths we've got, which is generally very fast, smaller players. So we'll move on to, to week one. All the games will be going on that, that day, but well, let's have a quick look at some of them. First game, Cougars, Coventry Cougars men's versus the Lincoln Longhorns. How do you see this one going? <laughs> I've got to say, I feel sorry for the Longhorns on that. That's, that's a baptism of fire, isn't it? Um, I'm assuming they've never seen the Cougars men play. And not as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, that is a whirlwind. Um, you've got Ben's back at quarterback, as far as I know. Um, and we've still got Kieran Eaton there. And um, just those two alone is, is just it's spectacular sometimes to see some of the 
some of the movement and the plays and, and the deep passes. And I, I just think they're just going to outclass the Longhorns straight away. And, and it's not to demean them at all. As I say, I haven't seen them play, but the Cougars are, are definitely a, a strong, fast, young team. And I, and I just don't see most people living with that when you've never really seen it before. So I'm, I'm guessing you're predicting a, uh, a Cougars win for Six that nil. one. 6-0. No, yeah, def- definitely. I'd, I'd be very, very surprised if that was much worse than 26. Another wow. game that day, Coventry Cougars men's again against us. I mean, both predicted the uh, the top two spots. How, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I think I think what we've we've got to do there is use the family connections and and really get the banter and, and get into Ben's head and, and Kieran's head, which I'm, I'm going to rely on you and Luke to to really get get something going there and put them off for the game. I think offensively we've got quite a good firepower, as I said earlier this season, and I, I, I can see it being quite a close, relatively high-scoring game. Um, we know we're not going to be able to stop the Cougars every drive. That's, that's almost impossible. But I think the same goes for us. I think they're going to find uh, quite a handful with, with what we've got there. So I've got to say we'll win. So it'll be 32-31 to the Raccoons. But it will be pretty high-scoring, and, and I'm sure it'll be a close game. I mean... It is like I said. It's difficult to to try and predict that game. It's it's the big game of the season for us. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, I am going to side with my team. Yeah, my seven national championships over Ben's none. <laughs> um, we'll move on to the next one. The Cougars starts. <laughs> the Cougars ladies versus the Leicester Huntsman. Cougars ladies two and thirteen predicted. Huntsman seven and eight. But, I mean, obviously, Neil knows the Cougars ladies very well. He's been with them for years. He knows how they play. But will he be able to teach that into his squad at this stage? And that's where I think, actually, the big difference will come. I think the Cougars ladies against another team would probably have a good chance. I just think, yeah, Neil, I'm a little bit prepared. Generally, they're a biggest unit of players as well. They're more... Um, there's there's some bigger ex-kitted players on, I remember seeing last year a couple of that and I think it's no, no disrespect at all to, to the ladies but there is definitely a big size difference potentially there and I think often that as I said earlier that, that can often be the difference for the girls it's uh, you know it's not that their lack of physicality in, in any way shape or form they'll, they'll go for everything and I've seen some amazing stuff but I think just generally the size um, of, of of the huntsman will will probably tell and and yeah as you said Neil he knows he knows what he's going to come up against he, he'll be able to scheme for it a little bit and that, again I think it'll be fairly close I think you're looking something like 24 to 18 something around that maybe I think it'd be quite tight but I think I think Neil's experience and so you're, you're going for the huntsman I'm going for the huntsman just like I said it's do do players and teams underestimate the Cougs ladies I don't think Neil will nah. and he'll have that drilled into the team pretty well but I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to go for the Cougars ladies on this oh, one. so close as well. But yeah, I, I mean, this, this, I could, be, this could yeah. be one of the first wins of the season for them. And I think that will be <clears throat> yeah. a real push. And it's got nothing to do with the fact that I will be there most Saturdays training with them. <laughs> of course. Last game we're going yeah. to look at is the, the Coventry Panthers versus the Longhorns. This is the game that I'm guessing that Flag Football World said that would be the draw. Do you see it happening as a draw? Yeah, it's got well. It's got to be the game that's a draw, hasn't it? And from their way, um, do you know what? I'd be better off telling you after I've seen the first games, because you know clearly we've we've said already that although I think Panthers are better than than the forecasted than the predictions, 
until I see them play, until I see how Tom and Tyler have pulled that team together and, and what um, gains they've made against the, uh, the yellow team last year. It's hard to judge. And, and clearly, as we said, the Longhorns, and you know, I'm really sorry, but I just don't know that much about them. I'm, I'm going to go with the Panthers' win um, just because I played for them <laughs> a couple of years ago. And I, I do think they all there's still some good experience there and it should just about tell in the end. I'm, I'm going to say it's be quite high scoring. I'm, I'm going to say probably 26, 24, something like that. It all depends, I think, in my mind, if they have a quarterback. Obviously, they had James Nelms sure. last year. If he's busy with work, I mean, I know he's a very busy man in this stage. Is he going to be able to come down to training quite often or is he just going to have to turn up on game days and if, if he does turn up at all? If, I think if they have... James Nelms at quarterback, I, I see no doubt in them winning this one. Mm-hmm. No offence to, I'm not too sure who their quarterback would be. If they don't have a quarterback, like a, a decent one to step in, I, I see them struggling. And I can see a Longhorn win. I mean, they've played a few decent teams. they played the Roosters, like I said, the Roosters, the Huntsmen, the, the Manchester Titans as well. So I, I, I'm going to go the other way again. <laughs> not that I ever like to disagree with you. But I'm going to go for the Longhorns. But one option that I have heard at quarterback for the Panthers is Connor Barron. Apparently, he's coming back from Lincoln, moved back down to Coventry. Apparently, he's signed for his second favourite team, the Panthers. I mean, you know, he's, I'm sure we'd be... Well, clearly, you knew that the Raccoons were set at quarterback and it was a bit pointless trying to oust either Marcus or, or um, Shea from... Uh... From their positions and fair play to him, good luck. If he goes there again, um, he brings an amazing skill set to to the Panthers. And if he, if he actually does play, um, then that would not be bad. And interestingly, he's moved from Lincoln. So does he know more about them than we realise? Well, that, that was another game that Longhorns played. They actually played Lincoln University. Uh, I think, again, they won one, lost one. Oh, so okay. I'm not too sure if Connor was involved in that, st- in that team. But yeah, him when you recruit him. <laughs> I'm always recruiting, we know this. But yeah, I said that would be the main difference maker. So it's going to be the quarterbacks in this one. Do the Panthers have James Nelms? Do they have Connor Barron? If you have Connor Barron, he's a good receiver, but he's also a fairly decent quarterback. Do you step, Do you put him into there? There's a lot of questions that I think are going to be answered on this first game day. Obviously, uh, a missed team missing this season from our division, is the uh, Northlands Titans. They've had to drop down to one team. Do you, do you see them struggling in the Premiership, putting so many players? I mean, they've gone from three squads to <laughs> to one. I mean, you know how much like spreading the squad out can hurt a team sometimes. But do you see them struggling in the Premiership with all those extra players? I don't, I don't think so, because they've, they've lost um, a bit of the attrition's come to the gunslingers, hasn't it, as we know. So, they, yes, they've taken um, you know one of, one of my favourite players, players ever in in Nathan Coles so he's gone um Jordan's fantastic fantastic player um and and obviously the the, the man behind uh, OFL and um, you know that's taken and made the gunslingers a very good team North Ants you know they've still got the Tibbles they've, they've still got Lee um playing there somehow haven't they and uh, Matt's at quarterback as far as I'm aware and uh, he looks to be developing every year. I've I've seen him come from you know basically being a receiver and a younger lad, um, and and playing a bit of quarterback behind some of the more established guys to to making that position his own. Um, I'm not sure if Arden's now retired. I, I, I believe he's gone he to kitted. Yeah, so he's gone to kitted, and that's a major loss because because clearly defensively he was he was a linchpin. But they've still got 
really good talent. They've got the fantastic youth team that I'm sure everyone knows has, has pretty much dominated their, their, their class for two or three seasons or being up there with the Cougars most of the time in, in that. Um, so again, you know, they're, they're filtering those players through and you've got the Tibbles to Tibbles to Tibbles kind of connection regularly. And, and let's be honest, they've known each other all their lives, literally, um, rather than just figuratively. So again, that does count for something. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the Premiership's difficult. There's no arguing that. But I, I don't think they'll be as bad as, as maybe you might think. Um, and let's say they've lost some of those players. So yes, those three teams. Um, some of those guys have gone and probably drifted away as well. Again, I played for them a few years ago and it's, it's a great bunch of lads and it's it's a, a really good little setup they've got there. And, you know, all credit to them. And I, I hope they do do well, actually. So just to recap this uh, this first game day's predictions, Cougars, Cov Cougars men's versus the Longhorns. We've both gone for the Cougars. Cov Cougars against the Raccoons. Obviously, we've both gone for the <laughs> Raccoons. Um, the Cougars ladies versus the Huntsmen. I've gone for the Cougars ladies. You've gone for the Huntsmen. And the, the Cough Panthers Longhorns game, swap again, you've gone for the Panthers and I've gone for the Longhorns. So hopefully after this first game day we'll be able to come back and say well hopefully we've got you the were first, wrong. <laughs> hopefully we've got the first two right, but obviously yeah. you know somebody's gonna be wrong in the last one. So yeah. Looking forward to seeing how that one works out. Hello, this is Andrew from London Smoke coming to you, recording live from Cancun Airport. Yes, we are bringing an international section for this first SEC Prem podcast. Witty title suggestions are more than welcomed. We have been out there, for those of you that don't know, we've been out there for the Cancun Bowl tournament. Yes, uh, we finished with a mediocre 2-2 and record, but we did lose to the first and third place teams. Um, it was a fun tournament, much uh, tequila-ing, much tacos. I would definitely recommend for those that can do. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, this will be a shortened version of the section because, well, I am by myself in an airport lounge and I am getting looks already. So, first of all, <coughs> before my voice completely goes... Let's just address that this is the conference of champions. This is the conference of the previous free title winners. This is a conference that has European tournament winners. This is a conference that has players of GB quality way throughout its ranks. And wow, it's it's going to be a fantastic year. It is the conference of death. So I'll start with the newly promoted smoke, my team. The I'll try not to be too much of a homer here. Um, obviously, coming up, I'm beaten in Division One. Uh, the core of Charlie, Henry, and Johnny clearly just were far too good for that division, and hopefully, that will continue in this division. It's a squad that's really expanding as we added our second team, London Flash, this year, which has really allowed us to add depth and find some quality new players that hopefully will really contribute this year um reading lions they had a terrible start last year um but stayed strong finished strong right behind qb nick there uh the gb silver qb and i think they've finished seven and seven if i'm right victoria park panthers they've uh they've added ewan miller which is a, a great acquisition for them 
I'm glad to see he's back fit. I've seen him about in the Go Mammoth Leagues and recently with the SEC tournament. Um, I really think he'll add another dimension to that offense. It's a team that's been quite well schemed, but hopefully this will start to add some more athleticism that will really see them compete at the top of the division. Next, moving on to the Rebels. Great history in the sport here with Calvin and all those surrounding. Full of athletes again. They've been the ones challenging Baker Street and, well, hopefully Smoke will be alongside those two. And, of course, mentioning Baker Street, any team that Vince pulls together is going to be competitive. And I'm hearing rumours of defensive, offensive additions that really could take this team to a new level. So... It should be a fantastic year for the SEC conference. For now to the day, I have a flight in half an hour, but I promise better content, hot guests, maybe not hot, but the leading stars of the conference will be in this podcast. Let's see how week one goes this weekend. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies.